and welcome to Served Neat. I am your host, Jen Hartman. I'm a corporate dropout turned six-figure sales and marketing coach, bourbon enthusiast, type three Enneagram, and dog mom. I'm on a mission to show you that there is more to life than the nine to five grind and that you can leave your job to pursue your profitable passion. I'm going to prove to you that launching an online business can be fun and easy. I'll be giving away my best sales, marketing, mindset, and business strategies served neat. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon, have a seat, and let's chat. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. You know it's cold when you can't even open your car door. Yeah, you heard me right. We got an ice storm here in Louisville last night and it was insane. The city basically shut down. It is so cold in our upstairs master closet. I'm freezing recording this episode, but I'm going to record it anyways. We're going to get it done. I have a hat on. I got my mic in one hand. I got a hot toddy for the vocal cords in the other because I kind of sound like an 80-year-old smoker this afternoon. But the hot toddy, it's bringing it back. I'm starting to sound more youthful. So today's episode is going to be a little different. I wanted to switch it up, keep it fresh, keep it fun. We're going to be doing a Q&A episode, and I kind of want to make this a series. I posted a couple of days ago on my Instagram stories about what questions you guys had when it came to business and sales and marketing and hiring and relationship and personal life. Nothing was off the table, so you guys did come in hot with some good questions. I picked out my three faves, and I decided to answer them pretty in-depth in this episode. Also, this was pretty off the cuff. I typically plan out my episodes. I map them out in a platform called MindNode, but you guys get to see my coaching style here. Okay, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Question number one, what do we do with someone who keeps coming back but can't afford any of your offers? Oof, girlfriend, I feel this. This is more common than you think. I have a few different answers for your situation, and I know some of these are contradicting, so just bear with me. I like to give my clients options. <laughs> Number one, first and foremost, is she actually an ideal client for you? Yay or nay? Let me know. And what I mean by ideal client, I don't just mean the title that she has on Instagram. I want to dig a little bit deeper here, meaning what's her personality type? What's her Enneagram? Is she outgoing? Can you actually help her? Can you help her solve her goals and overcome her fears and help her with her problems? At the end of the day, are you able to coach her? Are you able to take her on as a client? If yes, keep listening. Number two, have you walked through all of her objections, not just the price objection, I mean all of the objections she has. When it comes to objection handling, I prefer to use the loop method. So with this, I acknowledge her objection, 
by restating it in my own words, and then I ask a follow-up question, and I continue to do this until I get to the root of the objection. Pricing might not be the real objection here. Your prospect might be lying to you. (gasps) I know, I know, but we're going to talk about this. So she throws the price objection at you, and you say, and again, you're going to acknowledge the objection and then ask a follow-up question. So you can say something like, it sounds like you can't make the overall investment work with your budget. However, what if we could find a way to fit this into your monthly budget? What if we had extended payment plans? Would you want to move forward? She's going to say, yeah, that sounds great. And you're going to say something like, okay, so it sounds like you would be interested in moving forward if we could come up with a payment plan that would work for your budget. Is that correct? And she's going to be like, yes, let's do it. You're going to walk her through whatever the payment plan is. And then you're going to say, are you ready to move forward? Samantha might say, whoa, 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 wait a second. I have to think about it. And then you're going to say, okay, Samantha, it sounds like you need to think about this. I'm curious, what part of this program do you need to think about? So what you're going to do is keep looping around here. You're going to acknowledge said objection, ask a follow-up question, and you're going to keep going and going and going until she says, yes, I am ready to move forward. Number three, I want you to be persistent. If she keeps coming back to you, but she can't afford your offers, it's highly likely that she does want to work with you. You just might need to have some deeper objection handling conversations with her. So don't be afraid to be persistent. Continue to stay top of mind. Stay in her DMs. Continue to respond to her stories. Continue to show up on her page. Be a part of her life. And if all else fails, this is where I get to be a little bit contradicting. Let her fly free. What's the saying? If you love somebody, let them go. If they come back to you, then it was always meant to be. That's right. I'm a six-figure marketing coach turned therapist. Boom, baby. Okay, I'm just kidding. But seriously, consider just letting her go. Energetically, it might not be a match at the end of the day. I also have a fun statistic for you, too, that I just read a couple of days ago. 30 to 40% of your sales funnel is filled with time wasters. Yeah, it's a real summer bummer but we can easily spot these people and stop wasting our time with them. Here's how. These people ask a lot of questions and oftentimes these questions have been answered on your Instagram stories or on your post or in a sales page and they ask similar questions again and again and again. Or what happens is they overanalyze and pick apart your program or service. The other way we can spot these people is they are very vague about budgets or investing. They won't really give you any details. They're being a little sketchy, a little suspicious. Okay, so now that we know exactly what to do with the people who keep coming back but say they can't afford any of our offers, let's move on to question number two. This is a good one. It's one that I'm really passionate about. How do I use LinkedIn to leverage sales without cold outreach? Okay, first off, LinkedIn is so underutilized in this online business space, and I don't really know why. I'm not sure if it's because people don't really know how to use LinkedIn or the user interface just isn't as sexy as other platforms or maybe it's too professional, but in my experience, LinkedIn can be a gold mine for your business. 
It's actually what I used when I worked in sales at a million dollar marketing agency back in my heyday. The fun thing about LinkedIn is there are hundreds of millions, I believe it's like 700 million users who are ready and able to buy. LinkedIn makes it really easy to find and connect with the decision maker. They have a very robust search tool. And best of all, it's free unless you buy the sales navigator. I think it's called sales navigator, but that could be really beneficial if you are running a service-based business because sales navigator, I believe when you pay for it, it sends you tons and tons and tons of leads to work through on like a daily basis. So sometimes it's beneficial. Also on LinkedIn, you know who you are talking to. Here's my issue with the Instagram. The Instagram. Oh my God. I just added another 30 years onto my age. (laughs) Oh my God. On Instagram, you could be talking to somebody's assistant or their intern or their social media manager. You don't really know who you're talking to in the DMs, but it's not that way on LinkedIn. So you can have a much more meaningful conversation. I treat prospecting on LinkedIn in a very similar way as I do on Instagram. Not that I really use LinkedIn as much anymore now that my business has pivoted, but when I was using it before, oof, so easy to find and connect and warm up leads. So here's what I do. I reach out to them via private messenger, direct messenger, whatever you want to call it. I reach out and I make a comment about a recent post of theirs that resonated with me and I follow it with a question. This gets the conversation going. Bonus points if you listen to a recent podcast that they were featured on or if you read a news article that they were interviewed in. This really does get the conversation going, and it's a very genuine conversation. From here, I want you to continue to increase touch points throughout the course of the next two to three weeks. And finally, after those few weeks, if you have a valuable freebie where you can collect their information when they download it, send it their way. Because what this does is it moves them from the top of funnel, top of your sales funnel, down to mid funnel. So we're going to bring them from tofu to mofu by getting them on your email list. I love this method because it doesn't feel completely disgusting. I hopped on LinkedIn the other day, not to use it professionally, but just to look at my dozens of notifications that have just gone unread. All of those notifications were cold sales pitches. We are in 2021. Cold pitching does not work anymore, but building genuine relationships makes a big difference. Don't forget LinkedIn is a professional networking platform. When you are networking, you're not selling right off the bat. You're getting to know people. You're getting to build a relationship with them. And then eventually, yes, you might ask them something. You might ask them a favor, but not right now. So take your time getting to know people on LinkedIn. Okay, question number three. This is a good one too. It's a technology question. What are your back-end automation must-haves? Let me just say, automations have saved me so much time. This is embarrassing, but I used to onboard my clients by hand. It would take me an hour to onboard each new client. God forbid I went through a launch and landed 10 new clients. I would spend 10 hours in one week onboarding clients. Oh, it was awful. It was so painful. Now I have a completely different automated process. Thank God for great automations. Bless up technology. First and foremost, Dubsado is a must-have. It is only $30 or $35 a month. Don't quote me on it. Don't at me. I don't know for sure. But Dubsado is a super affordable CRM. 
very easy to use. You, you can build out workflows in Dubsado. And all you have to do to onboard clients from there is press a button. It is so easy. Okay, next up we have Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one marketing platform. You have your sales pages in there. You can even build a website in there if you want to get fancy with it. You can do your email marketing and you can create highly segmented email lists. That is like my favorite thing about Kajabi. You can also create digital products and host them in there. You can host your memberships in Kajabi. You can host your masterminds, your courses, so many options. The checkout pages are beautiful as well. You can do order bumps, which is great if you're trying to increase the overall value of a customer. It also syncs seamlessly with my payment platforms too, so that's a bonus. If you guys want to check out Kajabi, I believe you can check it out for either 14 days or 30 days for free. I'm going to go ahead and throw my link to Kajabi in the show notes. Check it out. Let me know what you think about it. But I love Kajabi as well because it's so easy to use and I am an idiot when it comes to new technology. I'm a bad millennial in the technology department. So anytime I have a super user-friendly, intuitive platform, oh, makes my day. Okay, next up we have Zapier. Zapier is a new fun piece of automation technology I have in my business. Zapier is pretty cool. It connects different platforms together. So for example, it has the ability to connect Thrivecart, which is also a checkout platform, over to Kajabi. It can connect your Zoom to your Google Calendar. There's just so many options. Zapier has saved me hours of time. You can literally automate any task in your business with Zapier. So check it out. I don't have an affiliate link for that one, but I want to say Zapier is free for your first couple of zaps, and then you have to pay, I think, after like three or four zaps. Again, don't quote me on it, but it's a great option, great piece of technology. Last but not least, QuickBooks. If you aren't familiar with QuickBooks, it is essentially a bookkeeping piece of software. So QuickBooks makes bookkeeping extremely easy, and you can also give your CPA access to it. Tax season will be a breeze. The other really cool feature that QuickBooks just got that I got as well when I saw the announcement is they have QuickBooks Cash. It is banking. And listen to this. Listen, the coolest thing about QuickBooks Cash banking is that you have 1% APY interest on all accounts, which is better than my personal high yield savings account. I think my high yield savings account is 0.5. So the fact that this is 1%, amazing, amazing. That means that you make 1% on all monies in your account. It's free money, people. Take advantage of it. The other thing that I like about QuickBooks Cash is that there are no fees. And y'all already know it is hard to find a business bank account that doesn't nickel and dime you every single month. So I highly recommend QuickBooks. Get yourself QuickBooks and then switch over to QuickBooks Cash. Thank me later. Oh, oh, wait, I forgot to tell you. QuickBooks Cash has this fancy, handy-dandy envelope system. So if you want to divvy up your account and save for different things, you have the ability to do that in a seamless way. You're not switching money between various banks. You don't have to wait five business days for money to transfer. You just put it into a little envelope underneath your main account. So for example, my account, I have it divvied up between just my standard checking 
and that I also have an envelope to save for taxes. I also have a Hill and Valley account because with my business and the way it's set up, there are some months where I'm making more money than other months. And the months where I'm making more money, I stash some away for those months where we go into a valley just in case. Who knows? I want to be safe. I want to be prepared. I also have another envelope for a savings. So my business savings account for a rainy day, saving to bring on a full-time employee. I just want to make sure I have enough money kept away for that moment. Okay, last but not least, I could talk about QuickBooks for quite some time, but I'm not going to bore you guys with the details. The other thing that I literally just discovered, and I cannot believe I didn't see this before, you can do financial projections in QuickBooks. I used to do financial projections in a spreadsheet up until two weeks ago. I'm embarrassed saying that out loud, but again, I'm a bad millennial when it comes to technology. So QuickBooks is super cool. It's also very affordable. Love it. Recommend it. Wish I had a link for it, but I do not. Okay, guys, that is the end of our first Q&A episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, send me a DM. Let me know. If you want more, I will give you more. If you hate it, I'll probably still give you more anyways. It's fine. Have a wonderful Tuesday. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I will catch you guys next week. 